go get an update on Michigan football, Michigan basketball, Hunter Dickinson, and more. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. He is standing by on the roast number guest sign. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right, what's the latest on Dickinson? Is it is it a bidding war? Is it uh, he's having second thoughts? Are there so many schools he doesn't know where to turn? What are you hearing? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure to a certain extent, you know, there's a bit of a bidding war going on. I don't know that that's something that Michigan's necessarily involved in or will get involved in a bidding war. I think that there are people interested, you know, there are interested parties in Ann Arbor that, you know, would be willing to put together a, you know, a competitive NIL package for him. But I don't know that, you know, I have some skepticism. This is me, you know, editorializing here. I have skepticism that, you know, there is, some kind of offer out there from him that would match what a Kansas or a or a uh, you know a, a Kentucky or one of those blue bloods that are after him would kind of bring to the table. So uh, for now, again, you know, there's a lot of buzz with Kansas. We've heard Maryland buzz, um, given that his old high school coach is now an assistant coach there. Um, so yeah, I, I the window is not closed to return to Michigan. I think that with the roster that they've put together through the transfer portal, I think that makes them a little more appealing than they may have been uh, when he entered the portal. But I do ultimately think that we are trending towards seeing him elsewhere. Well, who do you think's at the top of the list that if you're from what you know of Hunter Dickinson, that you think is the favorite, is it Maryland close to home? Is it Georgetown close to home? Is it Maryland with the Under Armour money that's sitting there possibly? What do you think? I would think, you know, we've heard Kansas is, you know, that that's a that's a school that is going to be in this right to the very end. I, some, there's something to me about Maryland that, you know, he's always had, there's always been so much, um, I don't know if you want to call it sour grapes or kind of, there's been an abrasiveness about them with him, but it, it's one of those, it's almost one of those things where, like, you feel slighted because it's the place that you really would have wanted to go. I mean, that was right down the school, right down the street from where he went to high school, and they didn't. Re- Mark Turgeon didn't recruit him very hard. Now Turgeon's gone, and you know there might be an opportunity there. But yeah, I, I think that you know uh, Kentucky, uh, they're still waiting on a decision from Oscar Shibway. Um If Shibway is gone, I mean, to me, that's that is probably maybe the best fit for him playing for John Calipari, but. Um, yeah, those those are probably my three right now. It'd be Kansas, Kentucky, and Maryland. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Rose Dumber uh, guest line. From the Michigan football class of 2023, well, actually it would be yeah, those who would be graduating or done playing going to the NFL. How many, looking ahead to the draft a, a week from Thursday and a week from this weekend, how many Michigan players do you believe will get drafted? That played for hardball. I feel like we're looking at probably eight. I think an outside chance at nine. You know, you don't. Just depends on what teams see. Um, I think that Jake Moody is going to be a guy who's going to kick in the NFL for ten to fifteen years. Just a matter of if how many teams believe that, and if you're willing to use draft capital on him. So, I would safely say eight. I think that nine is is very possible, and then we'll see if you know someone falls in love with a. You know, Jamon Green, so to speak, and, and you you take a flyer on him late in the draft just to get him in the building. Uh, if not, you know, we we think he'd be a pretty sought after undrafted free agent. But I, I think it's I think it's 
safely eight. I think that nine is, is realistic. I don't know. You will see about a first-round pick. I think that Mozzie Smith, um, there are teams in the back half of that first round that like him. We know that there are teams that like DJ Turner, given the the 40-yard dash. And, and I profiled him earlier today on the Wolverine.com. And you know, I think he's a pretty safe bet to be someone who can be a, a nice number two corner uh, for an NFL roster if you have maybe a more established uh, number one on your team already. So those two guys could be first-round picks. Everyone else, we'll see what happens. And a guy like Luke Schoonmaker could go anywhere from the back half of day two to you know the middle part of, of day three. It's just it's a matter of, of fit and what teams' boards look like. So, um, But I think they're going to have a nice, you know, maybe not quite the high-end uh, talent that they sent in last year's draft and that they will probably send in um, this next year's draft. But I think a nice, healthy dose of Wolverines will will be drafted once again. Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I'm looking at the calendar, middle of April. Can't wait for football. I told Superfly that before uh, the show started. I did deliver an opening huge opinion yesterday, Anthony. I don't know if you've seen this. CBSSports.com listed Ryan Day at Ohio State, who was a kick away from going to the national championship and probably beating TCU. Because of what's happened and the way Michigan has dominated the Buckeyes the last two years, they've listed him as one of seven college football coaches on the hot seat this year. I, I got a big chuckle out of that. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest here. The fact that you know Ryan Day has had Ohio State, you know, again, not maybe not quite taking the baton from Urban Meyer, but they've only lost, I think, two games in Big Ten play, and they're both to Michigan over the last two years. So, I would tap the brakes on that, though. You know, that's a that is a, a fan base and an administration that, if nothing else, demands that you beat Michigan. So, if Michigan finds a way to beat them again. You know, I don't know that he'll get fired from there, but maybe it's a, hey, you know, maybe if you get one of those NFL calls, maybe you take it. Um, you know, you look at coaches in this Big Ten conference who are on the hot seat. Um, I, I guess I'm not sure what it would take to put, like, a Mel Tucker there, but if they have a 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five type of year, it's going to be interesting to see what their reaction to that is given, you know, the market value of what they're paying right now. I, I think that um, he's still probably going to get some more leeway to figure it out. Um but yeah, to put Ryan Day at the top of that list is, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I see that, but maybe, maybe Buckeye fans see it differently than I do. Yeah, but it's a John Cooper mentality. Can't beat Michigan. Look at Harbaugh, the grief he was getting until the last two years when he couldn't beat Ohio State, he couldn't get to the Big Ten title, and he couldn't get to the Final Four. Granted, he's flipped the script, but it shows you how much beating Ohio State means to the Michigan fans from a few years back and what it means to the Buckeye Nation. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, like like you said, they were kick away from beating Georgia last year. And if they're playing for a national title, they probably, I mean, who knows, maybe they beat TCU. But if that happens, then that fan base goes right back to saying, you know, the Michigan rivalry, uh, I won't say it doesn't matter, but they'd still have one over on Michigan. So with... The college football playoff, the Big Ten got two teams in last year. The twelve-team playoff is coming. You know, I don't. I'm, I won't say that that's going to devalue the implications of these rivalries, but you know, Michigan State got one over on Michigan in 2021, but Michigan still went out and beat Ohio State, 
won a Big Ten championship, and that kind of uh, you know th- that loss isn't isn't as painful as you think it would have been on paper. So the way that the games and the implications change, I'm really interested in seeing how it's going to change some of these rivalry narratives because there's going to be years where you know a let's just say an, an Oklahoma beats Texas or uh, like a Texas beats Oklahoma, but then Oklahoma goes to the playoff and you know makes a run. It's it's going to be for me, I'm intrigued by how that's going to change how we talk about um, some of these rivalries across the sport. And I think Harbaugh, well, this this will be insane, but it will happen, Anthony, that if they don't win the Big Ten title this year, if they don't get to the Final Four and win at least one game and get to the national championship, you'll get people in Michigan questioning Harbaugh and across the country. I think that's, you know, there's a fairness to that. I think that there's some validity that, like, you wonder what your ceiling is. I think Michigan is still kind of figuring out um, if it can kick that door down and not just get to the college football playoff, but, hell, maybe win a game, win two games, win the whole damn thing. So, um, again, I don't – it's – I'm still kind of shell-shocked by the fact that we're just a few years removed from, you know, saying that he's not the guy from the job because he couldn't beat can't beat Michigan State, can't beat Ohio State. And now the conversation is, oh, well, if they can't win a playoff game, what are we doing here? Uh, like I said, the paradigm's changing and the expectations will change. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how, where the discourse goes, where the expectations go, because, you know, if, you know, even just, just take away from, take away what Michigan did the last few years. If you just stay what they were, which is winning, Ten games and getting to a New York New York Six uh, a New Year's Six bowl game, I think a lot of people would still be happy with that. But you know, once you get there, it's like you want you just keep wanting more. So, you know, if they get back to the playoff this year and they lose a playoff game, there's going to be some disappointment there. But I don't know that it goes to full fledged. Um, let's put them on the hot seat. I think that we probably need to tap the brakes on that sort of chatter for a little bit. His name. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, joining us on the Roast Umber uh, guest line. Anthony, appreciate the update. All right. Thank you for having me. All right, Anthony Broom uh, checking in.